So here is what should have come uh, as the first episode. The who who are you, Melissa? <laughs> um, I am Melissa, and I am in Colorado, and I am 46 years old. I'm a mom of two teenagers, and I feel we have a huge need, a big gap in people talking about their mental illness, people who lead normal lives, uh, people who are out there being parents, being successful employees, who own homes, who have long-standing marriages. This is, this is not stuff you hear about when you're diagnosed with mental illness. Um, so I am hoping to have this podcast be a series of yes, oh my gosh, we can so tell Melissa has mental illness. <laughs> and also, wow, she is an adult who holds down a job, who is successful, and who's raising wonderful children. I, I have had the opportunity to sit with um, teenagers and young people who have been recently diagnosed with some form of mental illness and you know you talk to them and you ask them do you know somebody who's an adult who has the same mental illness schizophrenia bipolar anxiety depression post-traumatic stress syndrome or disease um, and they don't they don't know what this looks like they don't know how to see themselves 5 10 15 years down the road and neither do their parents um, I go to a support group and we have new parents come in, you know, every couple of months and their child has been recently diagnosed with something that sounds very scary or multiple things or hospitalized. And you want to be able to show them that there's a good chance it is going to be okay. Might, might be different than what they had envisioned, but it is going to be okay. Uh, that is my hope. Um, I didn't talk about my mental illness for almost 20 years. And I certainly didn't discuss it with my children until recently. Because of the stigma. I don't, I don't want to get mad at somebody, one of my kids, and, you know, be fussing at them and be like, oh my God, you're totally in the middle of a, you know, bipolar, whatever, episode. You know, and it's not. It's not. I may be losing my temper because you're acting like a shit. Um, and maybe I'm not acting in the way that you perceive boring grown-ups uh, to react. Um, but I do like to talk and I'm expressive and sometimes that comes out loud. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm having an episode. Uh, it's a, a natural response to whatever the hell's happening in our life. Uh, same with crying. There are times when I am just overwhelmed with emotion. Um, it has been a really hard day, or it's been a really hard month, and I'm just trying to figure out how we're going to get to the next month. And, you know, the tears happen. And I didn't want my kids... I don't want my kids to freak out and think that mom's never going to get out of bed or 
those days when I do come home and, you know, I am feeling depressed and I'm just tired and I do just want to go to bed. You don't want to stress your kids out. You don't want to stress your family out. You don't want to stress your partner out. It's a lot, a lot going on in your head uh, when sometimes you don't have a lot to give. Uh, a lot's expected of you and you've still got to you know, be a grown-up. Um, same with work. I know people who have been very honest with their employers. Um, I have found people to be very cruel. You know, and I, I guess the other thing, too, that for most of my adult life, I have said I suffer from depression, um, you know, postpartum, and, you know, anxiety in some situations, because that's, that's kind of almost safe to say now. You know, you're not, um, you don't have one of the big, bad, ugly uh, diagnosis. Um, and I fell prey to that. Uh, it was much easier to say that than I am bipolar. Um, I work in an office where my, the owner has some issues and one of our managers was upset and kind of peeved one day and she kept saying, you know, um, uh, he's being completely bipolar and so is this person completely bipolar and I'm sitting there in her car and I'm thinking, wow, I'm really fucking glad she doesn't know I'm bipolar. Uh, right now she just thinks I'm weak because there have been times when she was yelling at me and I would break down in tears. Um, she has no idea how much restraint I have to gather sometimes to suffer her outburst and she does not have mental illness or is not diagnosed, I will put it that way. Um, but somebody who regularly explodes emotionally and is nasty and cutting, um, that is her. Uh, those same qualities also tend to be uh, people with depression and unfortunately bipolar. But I haven't had the opportunity to explode on her, nor is it something I aim to do, you know, I want to be professional. Um, anyway, so in saying this, I would love to be somebody who could reach out to young people and say, you know, here I am and here's these other, you know, 10 to 15 people who I've met and we're all successful and you can do this too. And here's kind of what we've learned and how we get through because it really is all about coping skills uh, and being able to reach for them fast enough when you need them. Um, as I said earlier, even being on medication, why it, while it might quiet some of this and make the highs not so high and the lows not so low, they still happen. Um, and that'll be a later topic because I know a lot of parents, um, you know, get their kids on medication and think, okay, cool. You know, now we're done. We're done with this. It's all fixed. It's diagnosed. It's fixed. It's medicated. Um, and that's, that's not how it works. And there's nobody, there's not a lot of people out there who are telling you this. Um, 
when you see children come out of a psychiatric unit, you are given the information for what their medication is, how often they should take it, that they should see a therapist. Um, you're not given books to read. You're not getting given um, mentors to meet out in the community who have been through what you've been through and might have some tools and services um, to help guide you. You're just giving your kid some meds and like 50 freaking coloring book pages that they did while they were in there. Um, as a parent, you're not told what to really expect or if this is lifelong. In my town in Colorado, we have like two teen groups for mental health, maybe 10 for adults, one, two for caregivers. Uh, I, I think there are more AA groups in this town than there are mental health like group settings because we need those. Um, I was diagnosed at 20, 21, and I didn't meet my first other person who was, uh, had any mental health issues or especially was bipolar until I was in my late thirties. I had, I had no idea what this looks like. Um, at the time I was terrified to even think about having kids and I had flat out told my ex well, my husband at the time, I didn't want them. No way I was going to pass this shit down. Um, there was nobody for me to talk to um, other than a therapist. And it's very easy, like I said, to get kind of caught up in your baggage and your story and your bullshit. And, and what I needed was somebody to tell me it was going to be okay. My future wasn't bleak. Um, you know, I could have a great career. I could have a family, a house. I could have both, all of it. At, you know at different points um, there wasn't a group where I could go look at other people and be like okay y'all are all weird um, you look weird you look weird you are weird and how do I fit into this I didn't I didn't want to share any of my weird because I was afraid somebody would look at me and say oh my god you're the weirdest thing that's ever walked into this room um, kids need this uh, the newly diagnosed need this because, man, when you start reading books and, you know, there wasn't, the internet was not <clears throat> a thing, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> um, when I was diagnosed. I am, in fact, that old, um, which was a blessing because I couldn't look any of this up. I could go to the library and I found a handful of books and I read them and some of it scared the hell out of me. Um, but as I said, I wouldn't actually meet anybody who was bipolar until I was like 38, 39. Now, I had known her. I didn't know that she was bipolar. Um, we had been trail running for a while, and it was a Sunday morning, and we were trail running, and I don't know what was going on in my life, probably a little bit of a manic up or down episode. But I said to her that I had been diagnosed as bipolar, and damn if she didn't look at me and said, yeah, I was too. Um, we had very, very different stories. Um, she had been hospitalized. I have not. Um, 
but I remember looking at her differently. I was like, that's, that's somebody like me. That's somebody like me. And I don't get to see that on TV unless they're, you know, fucking crazy. Um, she's a mom, two wonderful children. We were both part of scouting. Um, she had a very nice husband. They had a house. Their life seemed very normal and stable. And it was wonderful for me to get to meet somebody who also was mostly stable. Um, that's not what the books I had read talked about. The books I had read talked about uh, the high, high, high mania and the bottoming out um, of the depression. Nothing talked about this middle place that some of us get to exist for a while. Um, that's not to say I haven't been to groups since. <laughs> Um, where I look at some of these people and I realize they, they don't have anything close to normal. Um, you know, they're in and out of homes, they're in and out of hospitals. Um, you're not entirely sure how cognizant they are. And, you know, that could be the drugs they're on. Um, I haven't been to any of the dual diagnosis where people are outwardly, openly using drugs and medication. Um, Anyway, we need more groups. We need more psychiatrists. We need more therapists. We need all of those things, especially for our teens and our youth, because that is 